podcast, The Final Frontier. These are the conversations of the friendship Matt Myra and Andrew Secunda. Their continuing mission. To seek out old adventures with contrived civilizations. To boldly watch episodes that one of them has watched before. Hey everyone, welcome to Star Trek The Next Conversation, the number one podcast about Star Trek that is hosted by me, Matt, and that Andy. That's me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hey everybody, so here's what we're doing. Picard has come out, we've all been waiting so long, with bated breath. Jean-Luc Picard, back on the big screen, and uh, at the, at the, at the, at the, sort of the behest of, of some listeners and sort of myself and my inability to not watch this thing as it runs, uh, Andy has agreed to skip out of order. S- jump into Picard. Now, here's what I'd like to say, everybody. My goal is still <laughs> to get the TNG episode out this month. <laughs> But oh, also, even, I'm finding this out as you guys are finding this out. Well, I, I want I want that. the regular uh, crew uh-huh. to not feel like we have jettisoned them or separated the saucer, if you will. Is there going to be a hundred percent crossover? You think there is? is I don't the think there audience? is. I think oh, there are really? people who are going to be watching in order with us and bummed out that we've done this, oh, annoyed wow. at us. Uh, I think because it's the internet, people will have uh, disagreements in ways we haven't even foreseen, Andy. Craziness. Yeah, so I'm just, uh, that's my little preface. All right. So, but look, Picard came out today. It is January 23rd, 2020. And Andy and I are going to sit down and discuss Star Trek Picard Season 1, Episode 1 Remembrance. But before we do that, Andy, we've got to get to some of our traditional business here on the podcast. We sure do, pal. And here's the first thing. Matt, would you have them watch this episode? For everyone listening, for the first time. You really are off your game. No, no. I just want everyone to know that we are continually going to have sound effects come in poorly and at the wrong time and forget how our own show goes. Andy, roll it one more time. Matt, would you have them watch this episode? Obviously, we're going we're gonna to talk about it. This is, uh, this is really it's, it's the, the true advertising. This is not false oh, advertising. This is just if you want a if you want a quality produced show, <laughs> uh, not here. If you want a fun show by a couple of people who write television for a living, and uh, one of us loves Star Trek, the other one begrudgingly is coming along for the ride, uh, then then you've come to the right place. I um, for the record, I loved old school Trek. And yes. I had never really watched TNG, yeah. but uh, I've uh, I've come along. I've been uh, I've been very impressed as it has gone on. Um, also added to the TV writers thing, we're both now the writers on set, which means we were both up literally before dawn today. <laughs> yeah, I don't see my house in daylight. Yeah, anymore. Uh, but yeah, Andy is now me over at school. And uh, I prefer to think that he's me over at uh, Goldberg's. Yeah, but that's not—that's not how it works. I mean, I was me I guess, before you were you. I guess I guess I do make a better mirror universe person. <laughs> uh, so uh, it's funny now. 
are hours you'd think would m- more sync up. Right now. They do not. No. <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm late, he's Andy late. strolled he's late. in today, hands in pocket, onto our <laughs> stage and leaned in and said, uh, how's it going? I was like, if you, and we were shooting and I said this very quietly to him, but I said, if you have just rapped, I will strangle you. <laughs> Did you rap? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I said, we are just starting a four-page scene with nine people talking. And a lot of people. So, anyway, we are managing to do it. Okay. Now, Andy, for those of you who now are understanding of who we are, where we've come from, I used to host a, uh, After Trek for CBS All Access. If you're, new to the, uh, if you're new to this podcast, I don't know that we're going to get any new listeners, so this might be rehash for everybody. Um, but uh, that's in Dry Dock slash who knows... I know Will Wheaton's hosting a Good show. Good friend for, Will Wheaton. Uh, yeah, he's hoping hosting it for I believe yeah. for Star Trek dot com. And uh, boy, am I happy it's Will Wheaton because anybody else I'd be like, sure, well, why not me? Yeah, but when you have Will Wheaton, it's like, well, <laughs> he he drove the Enterprise. I, I get it. <laughs> Makes sense. The helmsman would be <laughs> sure in charge of the after show. Uh, but yeah, so without any further ado, let's jump on in, Andy. It is time. For us to head over to the Admirals Club. Just gonna walk down the corridor here and into. The- oh, here we are. Go to leave a five-star review and join the Admirals Club. Matthew. Yes, sir. How did these folks get into the Admirals Club? Well, all you gotta do is leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, and you will be welcomed with open arms into the beautiful buffet located just to the left of Ten Forward, called the Admirals Club. Here's uh, just one of our uh, our five star uh, reviews um, and uh, and a new admiral to the club. Oh, I should. It's just so we're clear, everybody. Yes, uh, you're not uh, you're not the rank of an admiral. Oh, I th- you're just allowed access. See, this is an ongoing debate. I thought the admirals were admirals. I thought the presidents in the president circle were not presidents. No, no, no. They're allowed access to both clubs. That's oh, the so thing. So you're not even an admiral. See, I thought you were an admiral. <laughs> no, no, I feel no, like no, no, we no, well no. established. No, that. no, 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 no. If you're tuning in and you think this is what maybe, about, what maybe about, the fourth episode, what about our lieutenant level patrons? <laughs> We're hundreds who of are in the admirals in. club, Andy, who you refuse to grant the rank of admiral to. What do you mean? Which ones? Let's say there's a. I, I guarantee you that yes. maybe a Josh Bald, for instance. Right, he's has, a lieutenant commander. Well, I know, but maybe he's been. Maybe he a, wrote a five star review and he's in the admirals club. You've de- you've demoted him to lieutenant commander. Is that what you're saying? That's a really good point. You're well, not saying that because we're service. both correct. It's the Admiral's Club, everyone. Enjoy access. Maybe meet and greet an admiral in here, but you have not yet achieved that rank. Anyway, a person of in, undistinguished, uh, in, undetermined rank uh, is Tiz the Diz, who says, Remedy for Earth Life. This podcast got me through road trips, traffic jams, infertility, boredom, and my wife's pregnancy. That sounds like you're, you're kin. Is he accidentally listening to the Mandor's excellent <laughs> Probably. Lots of th- fun facts to learn in a few episodes. Uh, you get used to Matt and Andy's harmless love-hate banter and realize they really are a great team. I like <laughs> almost every one of our reviews. Thanks, guys, for all your hard work. Yeah. Almost every one of our reviews starts with, at first, I hated this. <laughs> yeah. So if you feel like that right now, it's normal. Um, so I, I kept it short because uh, yeah, let's, uh, it's let's, late. Let's, let's head out of here, Andy. We're going to head right into the president circle. Oh, wow. John nope, nope. Hang on. Sorry. We're taking a long way, Andy. Oh, I'm sorry. Long way. A few more doors. Oh, I see. Hang on. Let's crawl through this Jeffrey's tube. One second here. Oh, yeah. There we go. Oh, yeah. Just crawl through here. Okay. Oh, oh, 
finally we're at the other side. Let me just uh, hit this uh, button here, get us in. Oh no, I forgot the code. It's been so long. Oh boy. These people who aren't at Ah, us. there we go. They're ah. staring hard at us. And finally. Hello, President Circle visitors. Hello. <laughs> None of you are presidents. <laughs> they all looked excited when you started that sentence. <laughs> uh, so here we are, usually a hollow DJ's pumping away on something, but all I hear right now is the sweet, sweet hum of our warp engines. Listen to it. Mm. Makes, makes you want to curl up and take a nap. Makes you want to just play some poker with data. So if you uh, pop over to our Patreon and join the President Circle and uh, leave a subspace message, yeah. um, which I'm about to read one, uh, you will receive a Christopher Pike Medal of Valor awardee that's, award, that's, which is uh, you will be an awardee. Wait, you'll be given an awardee. You're going to be given one of the prior winners wow. of the Christopher Pike Medal of Very Valor. Very generous of us. Uh, you select your own. <laughs> uh, so just head over to patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC. You'll get bonus episodes. We've already gone through all of season one of Discovery. We're, we're heading into season two. We've done uh, two of those, one of those. I don't remember. Um, two of those. And uh, we're going to be doing the rest of Discovery. We've got uh, we've got some fun happening over there. We've done going through all the Marvel movies. So if you're uh, of the nerd persuasion, this might be a place you want to be. And at the lieutenant's level this month, our plan uh, in preparation for this, uh, because... As a, as is clear, I've I've I'm not uh, I've not completed TNG. Um, we're in the fifth season. Yes. Um. So I I did a sort of a, a, an amassing of all the lists of the things I was supposed to watch before this, and I watched everything except for DS9. I didn't dip into DS9. That would be crazy if they told. I you had you already to watch watched them. Voyager, which I know is very strange. I didn't get into TNG. I got into Voyager. Very strange. I know. Not, not strange. Andy's a what we in the business call a basic bitch, <laughs> and was like seven of nine. I'm in. It's really true. <laughs> um, and uh, so I watch everything except for. All good things. I didn't want to watch the you finale. You did not watch all good things. No, do you think? Interesting. I mean, I already watched Picard, so I, I don't know. Do you feel like there was stuff in Picard that's like, oh yeah, you should have watched all good things? I mean, there's some poignancy here and there, but so far I think we're clear. I did watch Nemesis. Yeah, I cannot wait to hear your opinions on that. <laughs> that oh was, my god, that was a tough one. <laughs> that's in and of itself worth its own podcast. Us talking about Nemesis. I know. Well, I assume we will Oof. cover everything eventually. Oof. It's going to be more of a sk- anyway. We're going to do one episode, which is kind of just very quickly skimming over. We're going to call it the uh, Picardathon. The Picardathon. Yeah. Uh, Pre-Picard. Picard. Pre-card. Anyway, here is our one Christopher Pike Medal of Valor awardee. Also, should be clear, neither of us have been in a writer's room in a while. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It is Lieutenant Commander Cosmo Morrill, our old friend. Uh, Cosmo, feel free to select a prior awardee for your very own. May I recommend Josh Baldy might be an admiral. (laughs) Um, And he says, I hear Star Wars fan complain. The universe is too small. Everything is a Skywalker or a Solo. Coincidences everywhere. Same planets. Do you guys think 
too many, too many cameos in Picard will make the universe feel small. Me, I don't care. I welcome cameos. Matt, Andy, who would you like to see show up? I would love to see the EMH from Voyager, which is reference. Oh, sure. Uh, Robert Picardo would be a, would be a fun get. Uh, so, no, I don't feel this way. Uh, I don't feel like Star Trek. The beauty of Star Trek is it has never felt small. There's so many stories. They have gone through a couple of Star Wars. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. They have other stories to tell. I feel like you're not even you're not even critiquing the movies now. You're just saying Star Wars are movies and therefore by Well, design. even you take a Star Trek movie, right? Yeah. Versus a Star Wars movie. Star Trek movies are about many different things. There's I mean, think about we have to time travel back to 1984 and right. save humpback whales <laughs> yeah and bring it back so that this probe goes away or you know uh insurrection where it's like oh the federation is trying to remove these 150 people but that's not that's against the prime directive i'm captain picard i'm gonna stop this right you know it's like there's there's varied storytelling yes there is also like the big bad but you know when you think of think, look at the wrath of khan it was just a it's very small movie when you think about it. You know? That's These true. two ships out in a nebula. That's true. None of this, uh, this also can destroy a planet. <laughs> what do you mean? That's what the Genesis uh, uh, effect was. Oh, it could it could be used in that way. It was not created as such by a big bad. You know what uh-huh. I'm saying? Right. Whereas in Star Wars, it's like, a, hey, check this out. It'll blow up a planet. <laughs> oh, oh hey, hey, hey. This is just you, a you general check, check death this, this is bigger and it'll yeah. blow up a planet. Hey, check this out. This is bigger. It'll blow up multiple planets. Hey, check this out. All of these guys have tiny planet destroyers. <laughs> Look, as a Star Wars fan, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get into this with you. It's anyway. Our, that being said, our elegant cameos, podcast. cameos would not make it feel too small. Uh, who would you like to uh... call Meanie? Oh yeah, call Meanie. I'd love to see call Meanie. I'd love to see Lavar Burton. I want to see Sila. Any of our. I want to see Sidney Crosby come back. May not be. Oh wait, don't don't spoil anything. Oh, Sila. I see. I was thinking of T'Pol. I was thinking not T'Pol. Uh, Enterprise, the first officer on the Enterprise. So, so I didn't. I've never seen Enterprise. Anyway, I was thinking. Yes, she's a Vulcan, but I don't know if she'd still be alive. But maybe she, no. I don't think she would be. She'd be dead. I decided that. <laughs> All right. She'd be dead. Anyway, I was talking about, uh, talking about Tasha Yar's Romulan daughter. Well. Um, which would fit right into the plot. They'd be fools not to use it. Look, I'm just like, I can't. we can't even get into it yet. What, what do you mean? I don't want to get into it. Oh, you don't want to get into it proper. I understand. Thing. Very reasonable. But that being said, anyone from the TNG main cast, anyone who appeared in a random episode... Anyone from literally any person from the Star Trek universe, yeah, is a welcome cameo. For I'm me. with you. I'm obviously my main person that I wanted is already in it. George Takei. Is... <laughs> George Takei. <laughs> That's right. Oh my. <laughs> uh, all right, Andy. Shall we head out of here? That'd be wonderful. Are we going right into the to the hallway? Or... Yeah, yeah. We're just gonna take this door. Okay. <laughs> It's a corridor. Um, we're not going to do hails tonight. Matt has decreed. He's, he's yeah. I want us to like get into this. But if you check out our earlier episodes, we 
do a lot of talking about other things. There's a lot of unnecessary segments. Uh, Matt is under the impression that by uh, shortcutting this, we are not going to be off-putting to the new listeners, which is really, I think, very optimistic. And unlikely. Um, so let's get into it, pal. We. How do I do that? You just talk about... I don't know how to do it anymore. I know. It usually, feels weird without usually like... Usually it's uh, me talking for, for 30 minutes and doing... Yeah, Talking about on. Frank Sinatra. And, and let me see if I can get some sort of sound that would signify that we're about to talk about it. Uh, here we go. You need to... You need to... Are you doing the director and uh, break it all down? Am I ever? I wasn't, but Andy reminded me I should probably do that. <laughs> Definitely, it's so. It's and a by the way, situation. this 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 alarm yeah. uh, is going a lot. It, it went a lot longer than I thought it would. <laughs> <laughs> so, Andy, in order to do this, let's head over to the uh, to the to the IMDb. I don't know how to get there right now. Oh this my god! Just a taste, guys. If you welcome, if, uh, he didn't. I didn't know I was doing this. We don't have time to edit because we don't have time to fix anything. Mostly because uh, Andy remembers how the show goes better than I do, and I wasn't prepared. In fairness to Matt, I have I have the list in front of me of what? Oh, of what we're doing the of rundown. What we're doing if you just will. because that's where I put the hails and such. I mean, you know, we can talk news right now, real quick. I can read a hail. I have them right No, I have news. <laughs> oh, great. Meaning that Patrick Stewart was promoting uh, Picard on The View today. Yes, I saw this. And he extended a formal invitation to one Hupai Goldberg. You know what I was thinking as that happened, and she said yes. Uh, it would be funny if then um, the negotiations for her contract got bogged down, and she was like, "They were like, and we're gonna pay you three dollars." Ooh, I shouldn't have agreed on television. Uh, so, Star Trek Picard, everybody, it's very exciting. The first episode is called Remembrance, and uh, it's already got a second season greenlit. And here is the plot for Remembrance. At the end of the 24th century and 14 years after his retirement from Starfleet, Jean-Luc Picard is living a quiet life on his vineyard, Chateau Picard, when he is sought out by a mysterious young woman, Dodge, in need of his help. He soon realizes she may have personal connections to his own past. What? This was directed by Hanel M. Culpepper, who, by the way, I have to say this out loud so everyone listening can understand what I'm saying here. She did two episodes of, of uh, Discovery, Vaulting Ambition, which was in the season one towards the end, which I thought was amazing. Um, and she did The Red Angel, which I think went in the pilot of the... Anyway, she can direct some action. It's great. She knows how to fucking make it so my brain doesn't go, what just happened? <laughs> as, as someone who's uh, who's really kind of, um, you know, I, I love uh, my action more than your average TNG fan. Um, you do. Really satisfying. In a way that I, this feels like, by the way, here's what I like about Picard so far, Andy. Okay. This feels like I'm being dragged along. I'm Picard. Uh-huh. To me, this is what this feels like. I'm being dragged into a series I had I didn't want any part of. It's too dark. Yeah. But it's like, ah, I guess I'll go along. Yeah. 
and uh, I have my good moral center, and I don't want bad things. Right. And I'm being dragged into this. I think that was the intention of Discovery. Uh, they failed. Yeah. Right. This, on the other hand, yeah. seems to be hitting all the spots. See, whereas I, uh, I love it dark, and I love the action, and now I, uh, I love Picard. So the whole thing is, uh, the whole thing works from top to bottom for me. So you're saying you loved it already? I, it's unbelievable. I really enjoyed it minimally. Let's let's discuss it because frequently by the end of a podcast. Matt and I, it sounds like we're on opposite ends, and then we either fully agree, or were you fully agree at the top, and then we are on opposite ends by the end. Well, let me first talk about the opening here. Okay. Bing Crosby. Smiling at me. And a hero shot. And a hero shot of the Enterprise. So, a, so awesome. A fully CGI hero shot and a blown out... 10 forward where I was like mm, did they not want to build the rest of the set <laughs> so they just sort of blew it out because they only really table. shoot it from one side do they ever yeah. shoot it from the other side no you it see it this side? side yeah there you go first I can't, first like Star Trek have... here's the first Star Trek continuity problem Andy Secunda are you can ready I... yeah are oh, you saying can you I get... say yes go ahead they have milk and sugar inside is Earl Grey? No. Oh, that was a... Well, that, that's just like a tip-off that, hey, this is a dream, but I'll tell you, the first thing that I was like, oh, no. Oh, okay. Data is wearing a Starfleet uniform that was never on the Enterprise D. That was not the uniform until they went on the Enterprise E but in Star it... Trek First Contact. Oh, interesting. <laughs> but isn't this the Data that's post... D anyway? Why would he be on the Enterprise D? You know what I mean? I see. Well, you know, it's a dream. It's an amalgam. I know, but I was like, that was the first. That was my like. <laughs> that was my like. Oh no! They got him in the first contact uniform, and he's on the D. You and your your uniform fetishizing. And then you know later in the episode we'll see him in the TNG era uniform. Yeah, which I thought was delightful. Hey, do you think this is actually Brent Spiner's hand, or do you thousand think they... percent? Because that is a very old hand. I was going to say, did they pick a younger hand? They did not. See? And raise. Hmm. So you just thought when you saw the... Um, Call. When you saw the, the milk and the sugar inside the, uh, the Earl Grey, you just thought, well, that's because it's a dream. Yes. I thought about that, but I feel like that's kind of bullshit <laughs> oh a thousand percent i feel like that's why they did that i feel like they came up with the line about sugar and, and milk and then there was a miscommunication somewhere no. but i feel like but i guess i guess stewart would have said like no no i never use yeah right it's always earl gray hot it didn't say earl gray hot yeah but sugar it's always his uh, his recipe his program you know what yeah. i mean it's never that, that never appears to have milk in it right i will take two plates but also, by the way, if you see Star Trek, all good things when he is when Picard is yelling at uh, the maid about yeah. about how he likes his Earl tea, Earl yeah. Grey tea. She's like, one lump or two. He's like, what? Yeah, sugar. He's like, no. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I feel like they did. They did do intentionally. Yes. Okay. Fair enough. Does Data look? Normal? Or no. They're doing something weird with his eyes, right? What do you mean? 
Well, I mean, beyond the fact that he's younger. Okay, that's all I was looking at. I feel like his eyes are more cat-like. Uh, no, Data always had yellow contacts. No, I, I mean, more cat-like here. Like, I don't know, like general, more just to like get somehow. the um. I don't know. To convey the fact that he is in a dream. It's hard to say. Like, is this a dream sequence or is it a tell? Uh-huh. Or is it? I don't know. Whatever. Fifty. Fifty. That's everything I have. I can see that, Captain. Do you wish to call or fold? Let's behave like civilized men. Milk? No, thank you, sir. Sugar? No, thank you, sir. It's crazy to me that he was on the Goldbergs and we didn't know until after he had shot. Brent Spiner? Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah, last year. Oh, what a drag. We were both working. Oh, that is a real ripoff. <laughs> I was working on two other episodes of the Goldbergs oh, and was watching it in post and I was like, wait, what? Well, I met Robert Picardo. <laughs> yeah, I, I went. at least I went to school for that. Yeah. But like, you know, Brent's there. I'm like, I can't even go down and say hello. That's a drag. It was a bummer. Yeah. Especially that, uh, you know. But I will say, like, do you think he ever in his life thought he'd fucking put that uniform back on and those goddamn contacts? <laughs> I would doubt it. Why are you stalling, Captain? I don't want the game to end. Character wakes up from dream. <laughs> After a very cool thing. Although I will say this. Yeah. Here's something Star Trek has never gotten right. The, the glass at 10 forward is not glass. It is transparent aluminum. It would not shatter. Uh, has they, it shattered a lot? They got this wrong in generations. Uh, they got they get it wrong a lot. But it's trans, It's supposed to be transparent aluminum. And they say... So, so it shouldn't shatter. It would bend? What would happen? It could, would just do whatever alum- aluminum does. Couldn't aluminum, aluminum shatter? It does not shatter, no. You always see shards of... I don't know, maybe there's another mistake, but no, I feel you like... See, when you, see, you always see blown up shards of, yeah, of aluminum. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's because of an explosion. Well, isn't this an explosion of, of sorts? Oh, man. Andy, you might be selling me on this right now. <laughs> maybe it didn't make sense and Andy fixed it. Oh, no. <laughs> well, let me find the... Uh, never mind. Uh... All right, so we... Picard has a dream. All of a sudden, he sees the surface of Mars. Strange. I didn't know we were on course to Mars. Here it is. Andy can fix things too. Um... So he imagines the surface of Mars being. Did you watch the Children of Mars uh, Star Trek short, Andy? No. Was that was that I was supposed to watch that? It was a precursor to Picard. Oh man, I didn't watch it. Well, let me tell you a little bit about what happens because okay. I didn't watch it either. <laughs> <laughs> no I was hoping you had because Star I Trek you would have explained it to me. Available? Um, <laughs> Should we watch it now? No, How long is it? But there's an android attack. <laughs> Oh, ooh, they show the android attack? That happens on Mars. Oh, my gosh. That we find out about in this episode. We've been but it wipes busy. out Mars. We're working like 11-hour days, guys. 11, fuck you. <laughs> well, <laughs> The shortest is. day was 13 to this week. <laughs> oh, was it 13? 13 was the shortest one for me. I'm real sorry, pal. <laughs> um, 
but we do see a little bit of it in a news footage in, 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 in sort of this news interview that Picard agrees to do. So what do you think of Dodge off the bat here? You know, she's having a good time. She's like, she gets into have the we seen, Institute. Have we seen this alien nope. before? No, of course no. not. Why okay. would we? I don't know. <laughs> Might have been a reference. Here's what I, I like that his eyelids blink the other way, but sure. he blinks too much. <laughs> More wine? Something better. Surprise me. Blinds. <laughs> Going to the Daystrom Institute? Did you see that orchid go backwards? Yeah, was that... That was unrelated, right? That was just... It's a future orchid. It's not related to what's about to happen. Or is it Dodge? The Dodge orchid that she speaks Uh, of later. uh, Andy, you gotta look for symbolism in everything. I should have. So, you know, she's off at the replicator. I thought she was... He was gonna make some Earl Grey for her. And she was gonna be, like, annoyed at him because she was somehow related to Captain Picard. Uh When I was watching this, that's what I thought was happening. Gotcha. And that then, was not one of the things I assumed this character was. Uh, well, look, all of a sudden we see she knows how to kick everything in the face. Yeah. And doesn't understand what's happening. And then makes a run for it. Uh, her boyfriend has died. She sees a vision of Picard. Uh, Before you skip over this too fast, uh, A, I want to say uh, seeing Chateau Picard in that grand... Uh, um, image was that exciting. should have burned down when it burned down in generations that shouldn't be there oh really oh, you guess they rebuilt it um, oh i'll buy it i'll buy a rebuild it did the borg do that no in generations oh generations i don't remember what happened in generations. that should have been on everybody's list honestly <laughs> Yeah, I guess it should have been. It really should have been. I saw it once, and it was just so disappointing. I never saw it again. But like, I you know, go back now. Renee, her his brother, yeah, and his uh, nephew and his sister in law, yes, perish in the fire at Chateau Picard, and he hears this via subspace message, and then for the rest of the movie, he's struggling with this. I see, because he never had a family. Oh, and that's what he wants. That's what. The sort of the suggestion is when he, he goes into the nexus right he, and he imagines a family right. yeah that's sort of where that's playing on and i thought that something so critical to the chateau picard and his desire to have family or whatever i thought that would be on everybody's list for picard what a waste that movie was got kirk and picard together Ugh. anyway uh, i like seeing it that was my point and the second thing is how can you play more to Matt Myra than you open in uh, Greater Boston in a Star Trek show? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I thought that was uh, that was cool. That was cool seeing uh, seeing Greater Boston. Yeah. Uh, the opening credits are gathering some stuff from it. Really, they're just showing the the there's some Borg imagery. It's nice in the opening credits, and there is some uh, Mars imagery. I understand they're doing a slower, kind of more thoughtful character-based show, or at least that's the way it's been presented. Than uh, what? I, I want a want a big okay, heroic than theme. Than what? Oh, oh uh, no! Oh, just saying. Than your average, you know, like say. Oh, uh, I just want the Star Trek theme. Adventure Star Trek show. Yeah, which I consider TNG to be more of definitely old well, school. Well, TNG Trek. gets that great Jerry Goldsmith theme. Yeah. So. kind of what I don't like about the Discovery theme also. At least Gene gets a credit. Yeah, it's nice. 
Kiva Goldsman and James Duff. Story by 90 people. <laughs> Up to and including uh, Kristen Bear, who really uh, spearheaded this, from what I'm told. Oh, she did? Yeah, she was the... Uh, this was her sort of brainchild in, in, in the Star Trek CBS world. She was a writer on... Um, Discovery. On Discovery, and uh, sort of had the pitch for this and the thought for this, and then uh, sort of got shoved aside in all the press pressings. But we really, I think it's a, we should give a big thanks to uh, Star Trek uh, writer and uh, Star Trek novelist uh, Kirsten Beyer. Oh, she she crossed over from novelist. Good for you, Kirsten Beyer. Yeah. So that is impressive. Big ups and a big thank you for bringing back our old pal, the barking dog named Number One. <laughs> We've been waiting so long to find out what happened to him. Uh, I, by the way, what do you think of his Romulan servants? I really like them. I'm no melancholy. Today's a big day. Now go and get your breakfast. You know, I am beginning to regret that I ever allowed myself to be talked into doing this. He won't take breakfast from me. Old dogs. Which one? T. Earl Grey. Decaf. So Romulans aren't... He switched to decaf. Romulans aren't inherently aggro or shifty. We We just watched Unification Part 1 and 2. We met a lot of different kinds of Romulans. Yeah, I guess that's true. Fair. <laughs> Plus, it was Picard's mission to try to save all the Romulans. <laughs> you know, but the, you know, the, the but they cl- should kill him. <laughs> I'm not saying they should kill him. I'm saying that that Klingons, by and large, are aggro. They're not evil. Yes, but also like they're not. All, not all Klingons are like that. There are Klingon carpenters and scientists and painters. We tend to not see that. Rarely focused on. Yes, but. They do exist inside the Star Trek universe, and they are shown on TNG much less, of course, than your warriors. And I feel like they're almost universally aggro, and just some are honorable and some are shifty. You're just making a generalization, which you shouldn't. I'm making what a generalization. These people are doing about androids, Andy. I'm making a generalization of what you I've want seen. Romulans outlawed? <laughs> no, that's what you're telling me. I'm just you're asking just as a bad question as these. Look. These, These people wayward seem be, federation. See, people seem to be cooking delicious meals, so as far as I'm concerned, they're okay in my book. What do you think of seeing television production <laughs> in, so, in the 24th century? It, it fits my ongoing complaint about the Star Trek universe, uh, which is anytime they go to a city or a regular thing, then I'm like, come on, this is dumb. And I think actually most of it they handle really well, but as soon as they go into the TV news interview, I'm like, this is stupid. There is precedent for it in Star Trek, ladies and gentlemen. I will talk to you again all about Star Trek Generations, weirdly, where all the reporters are interviewing Kirk as he's taking the Enterprise B out with cameras, etc. So this is a thing that we've seen in Star Trek before. I'm not saying we haven't seen it, I just don't like it. I was in. I love their gaffer. Their makeup lady's great. The makeup thing was was smart. Why do I dresses like this? This is just what suits look like in the future. If it's already been established. Yeah, they have wacky. They have wacky uh, ties. And no, this is not. I mean, look, this is you know TNG era. Yeah. It's pajamas everywhere. Right, right. Everyone's wearing what looks like silk pajamas. Right. Uh, I like the costume design on this show. Uh, 
it feels. More antique. So let's just, uh, I'm going to play this part where he's in it being interviewed on the Remembrance Day for uh, what seemingly he had the dream about on the Mars situation. Let's, here we go. Okay. While captain of Starfleet's flagship Enterprise, he was hailed as one of our galaxy's most intrepid explorers. A skilled diplomat, military strategist, images from humanitarian, the TV show that and we author watch. of many widely praised works of historical analysis. I don't know why analysis. they would have these images. He joins us on the anniversary of the... They're telling you that news exists. Yeah, but a lot of those things were images we saw that were, you know, just them. No, they were all production stills. <laughs> That's what they were. I've seen all of those stills. Oh, they weren't actual. No, they weren't they from the show. No. Oh, all right. There you go. I, I have the rare honor of introducing Admiral Jean-Luc Picard. Retired. You've never agreed to an interview before, so thank you for inviting the galaxy into your study. Yeah. Take our That's warp engine down a little bit. Well, do you have that power to do that on the ship? Mm. It is a day of memories. Raising awareness of the supernova's lingering impact is work that I am extremely passionate about. Let's explore that. So, I, when you I first learned the that the Romulan sun was going to explode and the terrible consequences that would bring. So this is all, this is interesting to me because this is all explored in the prequel comic to Star Trek 2009. Mm-hmm. Uh, the destruction of Romulus. This is the, essentially, this is how the plot of Star Trek 2009 starts. So this is all happening in that universe. Right. So the Star Trek 2009 destruction of uh, Romulus appears to be canon in the uh, Prime universe, which makes sense. It should be. Uh-huh. So anyway. What feelings came up for you? There are no words to describe the calamitous scale of that change. Which is one of the reasons... You can't tell us how you felt, but your initial actions were to call for a massive relocation of Romulans? The Romulans asked for our help. And I believed we had a profound obligation to give it. Many felt there were better uses for our resources than aiding the Federation's oldest enemy. Well, fortunately, the Federation chose to support the rescue effort. Yes. Initially. I have been known to be persuasive. But the Federation understood there were millions of lives at stake. Romulan lives. No. Lives. You left the Enterprise to command the rescue armada. 10,000 warp-capable fairies. A mission to relocate 900... What seems shifty? <laughs> I was just joking. Oh, her or him? <laughs> I was saying the Romulans. <laughs> you're being a home, you're being Ro- a home viewer. <laughs> the Romulans seem... In the 24th century. Agro and shifty to me. <laughs> million Romulan citizens to worlds outside the blast of a supernova. A logistical feat more ambitious than the pyramids. The pyramids were a symbol of colossal vanity. If you want to look for historical analogy... Dunkirk, which the audience should know from a movie. Yes. And then the unimaginable happened. Can you tell us about that? Trill. Admiral. I didn't know this though. I first thought viewing. we were here to talk about oh, supernova. Where? A group of rogue synthetics dropped oh, I see, in the, in the crew. and hacked Mars's own yes. defense net. Gotcha. She yes. appears to be, I don't know, a director. I don't know what she's doing. Right. <laughs> the rescue armada and completely destroying the Utopia Planitia shipyard. Do you the think the explosions ignited the flammable vapors the, in the, the Trill's previous life was also a TV director? <laughs> 
Possibly. This How is many what I've generations, done for generations of TV directing experience did that trail have? To this day, 92,143 lives were lost, which led to a ban on synthetics. Yes. We still don't know why the synthetics went rogue and did what they did that day. But I believe the subsequent decision to ban synthetic life forms was a mistake. Lieutenant Commander Data, operations officer on the Enterprise, was synthetic. Did you ever lose faith in him? Never. What was it that you lost faith in, Admiral? You've never spoken about your departure from Starfleet. Didn't you, in fact, resign your commission in protest? I really, as, as a... The fact that this is this is Picard's sort of driving force here, uh-huh. I just I felt like okay. Like they got in this board. episode, they get him. They right. get Picard. Right. And I hope that they continue to get Picard. Right. So I was very weary of that. I didn't want Picard to be, you know, I don't know, knocking out his first officer in order to blow up the Klingons first, causing a war. I didn't want him doing something stupid like that. discovery. Why did you really quit Starfleet? Because it was no longer Starfleet. I'm sorry? Because it was no longer Starfleet. We withdrew. The galaxy was mourning, burying its dead. And Starfleet slunk from its duties. The decision to call off the rescue and to abandon those people we had sworn to save was not just dishonorable, it was downright criminal. And I was not prepared to stand by and be a spectator. And you, my dear, you have no idea what Dunkirk is, right? You're a stranger. Did you even to see the move? You're a stranger to war. You just wave your hand and. It all goes away. Well, it's not so easy for those who died. And it was not so easy for those who were left behind. We're down here. I mean, does she need ratings? Here's the thing. Uh, the economy is different. It doesn't really exist. They don't have any money. Well, how does television work? You're saying gotcha news doesn't exist. Yeah, it's like, shouldn't what? exist in the future. It's like, what are you trying to do? <laughs> trying to get ratings to sell ads to the economy? Like, no one's buying anything. Everything's available. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense in this world. No, she's she's just vain. She just wants people to look at her. And yeah, I guess pay attention. so. And she clearly she's she spent all that time on the with the makeup thing. Uh, that's true. Uh, so then Dodge sees this broadcast of Picard and, and, and goes to him for help. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, I guess I'll play this part. There you go. Good as new. Thank you. Here you are. Earl Grey never fails. We'll I dreamt I drank it with milk and sugar yesterday. Okay, number one laying down right there. Mm. Just like Bo. That's an unusual necklace. May I see? <laughs> that this is a... Guys, let me talk about plot devices. <laughs> <laughs> there is not... I don't know. Do I believe that 
Picard would ask to see her necklace. Right. In this particular moment. So no, I don't. A clean shot of it. Um, do I believe that this necklace would be recognized by a doctor at the Daystrom Institu- Institute? No. Is this sort of a plot device to move the story forward and get us to the other girl so that we recognize that she must be the twin? Yeah. Yes. There are probably more organic ways they could have done that. Yeah. But also, like, riding so much on this necklace I thought was odd. I, I agree with you. You know, like the Algerian love knot in uh, Casino Royale. But worse. Do you know how? No. Do you think I'm crazy? No. Do you believe me? I think- believe that you believe that you're supposed to be here. And if you were dangerous, then number one would let me know. Aris, could you show our guest to a room? I think she needs a good night's sleep. Did they say that they're both Romulans? You sure she's not a Vulcan? Pretty sure she's not a Vulcan. Because they discussed that he took a chance on us and saved us. Oh, yeah. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe maybe he saved her from Vulcan. I don't know. I mean, look at it. uh, Let's jump to the other other data scene. Okay. Out in Chateau Picard, another dream sequence. Sure. This time they're in their uniforms. Would you like to finish it, Captain? I don't want the painting to end. It's a weirdly consistent dream theme. <laughs> I don't know how. That is not true, sir. <sighs> I, by the way, what did you think of seeing... 24th century everything. The dog was in her what bed, you mean? but she... Like, I loved it, like, seeing these, uh, uh, like, seeing Starfleet again and... Future stuff. Seeing, like, sort of how daily life is almost in this part of the future. Well, like I'm saying... Like, it, in the Star Trek world, like... It, it I, usually I, bumps me, and, and I feel like they really thought it out really well, hmm. generally speaking, so I bought it this time. Gone. Except for I- I small stuff. The feeds. She's nowhere on the property. There is somewhere I have to go. If she returns, contact me immediately. So he goes to the Starfleet Archives, which I yeah. thought was an odd place for all of his stuff to be. Yeah, it's, if it's so secret, things. he like leaves yeah, it there, and he so, needs uh, like you need a bunch of clearance to get in there. Is that humor? We're trying something new. Don't give up your day job. My program offers you privacy beyond this point. If you need me again, just say index. She was a holograms. There's the stargazer. So he keeps the stargazer model in there, the Enterprise. All of his stuff essentially from his quarters. He didn't get to keep <laughs> at his house. Yes, not. Well, the Enterprise. Historical value. Is that wharfs, I assume? 
Batlet? Could be given to him by anybody, but there's the Captain Picard Day banner. That's, that's an episode I haven't seen yet, so there's no meaning to me. That's the, uh, this is nice. This is the captain's yacht from the NCC 1701E. Okay. Uh, he takes that in Star Trek Insurrection. Uh-huh. Nice model of the Stargazer. I love hearing the Alcar system again. Yeah, it's nice. So, Andy, what did that feel like to you? What just happened there? Was it a replicator? That felt like a transporter buffer. Oh. That held all its stuff. Oh, Just smart. like I've always wanted. Smart. Because it wouldn't have been a replicator. Good effects. They really spend a lot of money on these effects, you know. Yeah, but like, why wouldn't he have kept this painting? With it's him? very strange, particularly if you keep it in a pat in a um, in a transporter buffer. Index. The D back there. There's the E. This is all item two. Um. The uh, ret not I don't know if retconning is the right word, but it's like everything about the painting and 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 data talking about like this isn't lol we're seeing so right so this is just all stuff that was not established prior. Yeah, to this. it's all stuff that it's I don't think of it as retconning. I think of it as like filling in gaps uh-huh. that like could have been filled. Okay, yeah, that's rather than being like sure lol retconning. never existed. Right. Right. I, I'm assuming they're going to discuss LOL at some point. They have to. Yeah. 27.67, archives of Jean-Luc Picard. Admiral, retired. An oil on canvas painted by Commander Data. Circa 2369. One of a set of two. So 2369 would put it in, like, season... Five of TNG? Oh, really? Yeah. So what is it he a reference it to? to? What do you mean, what is it a reference to? I don't know. Did that exist? That wasn't in the show, right? No. I just huh. told you that. I understand. Why didn't you listen earlier I when heard. I said that? I heard Andy, said this it. is the kind of thing that our audience loves. Welcome. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> the other is hanging on your study wall at home, I believe. And no one else has been in I'm saying it's weird that they would date it that way. Isn't that cool? I think it's cool. Why is that weird? Is they're they're tying it? He gave them the he gave him the painting, and he tied the information of the daughter. Is that's not that's new information to him here? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. We're along on a journey. Yeah. We've seen all the episodes right. that he's been in. Also, it's just a painting. Yeah. We know that we know that data paints, and it's called daughter. But it's not, he didn't think it was tied to an actual daughter. Or the information wasn't connected to an actual daughter is the distinction. What do you mean? He, he woke up and saw the painting in his dream. He was like, oh my God, I have the answer. Then he went to see this. Well, he woke up. Her. He saw the other painting hanging in his right. study. Yeah. Remembered the, the so other it's painting. Face. It's her face is the same. And that's the thing that he's remember, he remembered. Her face is not in the dream. Right, in on the dream, but it's in his memory somewhere. Yes, and he's like, I've seen this before. He looks at the right. painting on his wall, which is the other ver- another which is version of daughter. the series. So that's the piece. Okay, got it. And then he's like, Where's the other painting? I know where I have to go. I go yeah. to Starfleet and look up for the painting. Yes. So this is the kind of thing no one really needs explained. No, but Andy does. <laughs> I just like to think it through. 
No one, Admiral. This painting had a title. Accessing. This painting is called Daughter. Poor Lal. I mean, it could be another painting that's called Daughter. You never know. So she's got, she's got a mother. This is, I, you know, this is again the mystery box, right? Yeah. Honey. Mom, someone tried to kill me. What? Honey, who? I'm, I just ran. I, I think they're still after me. I don't know what's happening. Mom. Josh, you need to get somewhere safe. Mom, I tried, but, but I couldn't stay there. I, I can't put anyone else in danger. I don't want anyone else to get hurt, Mom. Mom, I'm so scared. Honey, this is important. You have to go back to Picard. No, no, it's too dangerous for him. Wait. Wait, I, I didn't tell you that I went to Picard. Of course you did, sweetie. How else would I know? Mom, I haven't spoken to you since it happened. What's happening? Baby, please, find Picard. He can help you. He will help you. Just close your eyes and focus. Think clearly, Dosh. Clearly. So she all of a sudden goes Jason Bourne on everything. Yeah. And pulls up crazy Star Trek clearances. See the new uniform right there? Uh -huh. That's in the comic book, the uniform. From what uh, From what era? That's post post Nemesis. I see. That's his Admiral uniform oh, that fun. is featured in the three-issue comic book leading up to Picard. Okay. Andy, did you read that? I didn't either. <laughs> Dodge? <laughs> How did you know I was here? I was so very worried when I found you'd gone. I was afraid that they would come, that you would be in danger. I knew how to track you here. I, I know stuff now. What time code are we at? I can hear conversations a block away. 2838? What do you need? I'm at, happy to go to it. It's not that important, but at 29.19, there's a weird... They cut to Picard, and it's out of focus, and then he comes into focus. And it doesn't With seem important to anything. highly decorated Starfleet officer, and uh, he sacrificed... That's just a rack. Yeah, but they why racked you, to his face. But from what? From, the, from her back. She was in focus. Yeah, but she's facing away from the camera. <laughs> Why would you do that? I think visually, I think it was it was nice. It was a nice cut. Like this, little, yeah. Here we look. Commander Data was a highly decorated Starfleet officer, and no, she's not sacrificed. She's almost Commander Data. Look, best performance. I think visually that's not that I mean it's visually it's not that distracting to me I think you picking it up was nice I mean maybe you didn't watch it on your phone like I did but um, <laughs> I just find it an odd uh, creative choice but I guess probably it was, you're right they were just chasing the best performance Starfleet officer but it is weird he's in the middle of a line there's no movement around there camera up would not have missed focus on that that's what I don't understand and there's no way that got all the way through color compositing and all the other stuff without somebody going so hey. then it's an aesthetic choice by the director or it means something it was over two decades ago now but he was also an artist a painter why are you telling me this because Daj he painted you 
exactly as you are, here and now. But he painted it 30 years ago. That's impossible. He named the painting Daughter. And I said, why? Why Daughter? Okay, look, and he said, you'll find out someday. But you said it was like he what? said mystery box. <laughs> Data, why are you talking like that? Mystery box, Captain. Seeking the ground in your apartment, you knew what to do, even though you'd never done it before. Adrenaline. And you knew they were coming after you, and the hearing, and you tracked me. How did you track me? I Tracking just... me requires a security clearance, which you don't have. I think the attack on you might have acted as some kind of wake-up call, like a positronic alarm bell. No. I like that to track Jean-Luc Picard, you need a security clearance. Yeah. I like this little, I like little like, world building. Yeah. A world I already know. Sure. Or I think I know. Something that builds within the reality. Yes. It's yes. like it, that, that's all, that feels very good to me. Caduceus, Dodge, Oncidium, yellow and pink. It's a beautiful memory. And it's yours. No one can touch it or take it away. But you must look inside deeply and honestly. Have you ever considered the possibility that, that, the soulless murder machine? that you are something lovingly and deliberately created, like Tarjan Senior? You're telling me that I'm not real. No, I'm not. If you are who I think you are, you are dear to me in ways that you can't understand. I will never leave you. We will go together to the Daystrom Institute in Okinawa. Do you think we're going to see Leah Brahms? As a research fellow. Yeah, well, she was at the Utopia Planitia. Oh, I thought you were. Along with Jordy. I thought she was at, at, uh, at the Daystrom Institute, but I guess... She worked for the Daystrom Institute, but she was building the Enterprise on, on Mars at the Utopia Planitia. So you're saying she's dead? I'm saying she could be. Oh, wow. And Jordy's supposed to be over there, too. Oh, no. They could both be gone. Oh, what a downer. Or they're on vacation in Riza, and we'll see them soon. That'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. That doesn't mean anything anymore. If I'm right... It means that you are the daughter of a man who was all meaning, all courage. Be like him. They found us. Move now. I loved that little speech from Picard. Sure. The fight sequence at the top of the roof is cool. That's what you do in this show right there. She blows up. Uh, I feel like she could have sort of uh, I don't know Dilophosaurus acid. Yeah. Oh, I wonder if that was the the. Oh, no, I think that was more of a smoke. The the stupid stuff from uh, Nemesis. The stupid stuff from Nemesis. You know the they uh, shoot fa- the phaleron particles. Uh, yeah, there you go. Did that kind radiation. of no? It never came out in liquid form. <laughs> Well, maybe they figured out a way to make it into liquid form. Andy, maybe that's but what it basically doing. it that's... seemed to have the same effect, which is to dissolve the person, sort of turn them into ash or whatever. Oh, you're talking about when the thinking... uh, when the it goes off in Senate. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Visually, sort of. I mean, but those guys all they turned literally gray in 
You know what I mean? And like this is like some sort of liquid. Like it, maybe this is this also could be like the Romulan special ops version of cyanide. Yeah. That like you bite into it and you have one kill shot with it and That's you're also going like to die, is, which is very smart. Um <laughs> thinks that's very smart. <laughs> I respect the smartest that. thing in Star Trek is those Romulans on their way out. If you got a bunch out. of aggro shifty people like the Romulans, uh, they you would probably... really, really <laughs> hate them. Their special ops people would probably... I'm so happy it's the Romulans. I've been wanting them to do Romulans for the whole run of TNG we've been watching. Aren't they the same? <laughs> you gave us a fright. What happened, Admiral? Oh, we skipped over the Jeffy part, by the way. Jeffy part? Or is that later? Oh, it's later. Yeah, she he, he just lost her now. Sorry, never mind. B4. Oh, Jeffy. She's dead. <laughs> call B4 Jeffy. How is that possible? The police didn't mention her. They said you were alone when they found you on the roof. They said there was no one else on the security feed, but you... You were running. She could have had a cloaking device, and that's why we didn't see her on the property feeds. Yeah, maybe. I just uh, want to say something. I Matt. was running, and then I ran backwards in the air. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> that is a good question. <laughs> It'd be a hilarious performance to see, like Picard, just like whoa! <laughs> you just slipped pretending and fell to fall forty backwards. feet. <laughs> uh, I want to tell you, Matt. If we find out that these two are spies and they've been screwing over Picard the whole time. Then I want more credence to my uh, my questions about the Romulans. I'd be very angry about it. Yeah, it'd be very annoying. And, it, I guess it would it would probably undermine their telegraphed horribly their their theme their their probable theme of uh, don't judge everyone by their cover. <laughs> you would assume that that is where they're heading. With Good all God, this. if it's not, <laughs> this is new Star Trek. Uh, I know, and that's what scares me. <laughs> be close-minded is the argument. <laughs> That's the newest suing android. Be close-minded. <laughs> when she was in danger. Sarah? She was a synthetic. The assassins were Romulan. Oh, she came here to find safety. Like you, Anjaban. All I could do was like ask me. her about her necklace. She deserved better from me. I owe it to her to find out who killed her and why. Ask too much of yourself. Oh, sitting here all these years, nursing my offended dignity, writing books of history people prefer to forget. I never asked anything of myself at all. No, I didn't. I haven't been living. I've been waiting to die. Amazing speech performed by a master. He recently watched Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> but do you feel like the um, maybe it's maybe it's something that Picard would blame himself for? But the the nursing his offended dignity, like that's not what he was doing. He he feels like these people acted like monsters. I feel like Starfleet completely. Well, we also don't know what sort of role he had with these synthetics and the development of them in his effort to secure data back we don't know anything about that and his dignity could be such that like maybe there are some people out there who blame him for what happened to Mars I feel like that would have come up in the interview it did sort of yeah in the gotcha interview 
the future. Gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> this episode brought to you by nothing, because nothing's for sale. <laughs> nice to finally see the daystrom institute we've <laughs> heard about really it for cool. so long that is great i, I could watch i'm excited about i that. could watch expansive fake cg shots of future cities just for hours and hours i bet there's got to be some supercut on youtube of future cities somebody sent it to me uh let me say allison pill let me just talk about all the actors in this okay i don't think there's a dud in the bunch no that has to be that has to be uh, Patrick Stewart keeping an eye on everything. I mean, everybody's great. Even like you know, my first thought of um, of Alison Pill when I saw her casting and that she was this uh, cybernetics or whatever uh, artificial intelligence, whatever android doctor, you know, scientist. I was like, she seems young. Yeah, and she does seem young, but I buy it yeah. until she starts talking about the necklace. Oh, Agnes, how can I help you? You can tell me if it is possible to make a sentient android out of flesh and blood. (laughs) No, really, how can I... Is that why you've come here? It is. This might be the first scene in the history of Star Trek where someone just laughed at Picard. Sure. That wasn't a Klingon from a different bridge. Right. (laughs) Even before the ban, that was... Well, she doesn't know he's not a a joker. Well, a flesh and blood android was in our sights, but a sentient one, not for a thousand years. That makes it a thousand years. Sung was that. really ahead of his time. Yes, seemingly. I don't know why they just didn't take all of his research off of the planet when they found it. I, I assume that it was implied that they had lost it or something. Otherwise, they would have just created another one. They definitely. There's no way Starfleet. You know, even from a military standpoint. Well, I mean, look at that's a, that's a measure of a man was right. That was yeah. what that was all about. I guess that's it. They just wanted it. Oh Maddox. my God, Maddox I, certainly did a bad job. Boy, oh boy, with the full access to data. Love what the Bruce Maddox references in this. That was sweet, but um, he certainly did a terrible job, even with full access and 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 cooperation from data. Or he did an amazing job, and he built. Oh yeah, he might have oh, yeah. <laughs> he built the fucking android he's looking for. I really he did doing, a better job a than anybody a thousand years dots. in advance. <laughs> Andy, yeah. for someone who loves storytelling and yeah. is great at writing, you need a lot of dots connected in some weird way. <laughs> I need to write. Do you think it it's myself. like when you're writing yourself, your dots you connect them in your head sure. and you don't have to put them on the page? But when someone else doesn't put them on the page, you're like, where the fuck <laughs> did this come from? Maybe synthetic research. <laughs> It's a ghost town. More ways than one. It's haunted. The androids. <laughs> Seems like they would have assigned that office to other people. Don't need the office space. Uh-huh. It's the beautiful operate. economy. We don't have. No one's working here for money. <laughs> There's still space. Studying. Yeah, we so don't need room it. on the planet. We don't need it. You know why? Uh, we get space travel. We can go uh-huh. wherever we want. I, I mean, Mars is on fire, but don't worry about it. Yeah, right. But you can't actually make anything. All the other offices Correct. are in transporter buffers. This is everything buffers. that ever mattered to us. To me. No one makes synths anymore of any kind. It's a violation of galactic treaty. But isn't it possible? But then this would have said that Maddox created all these people and didn't tell. Which part? No one makes synths anymore. It's a violation of the galactic treaty. 
is bad dialogue to put in a scene with to, Captain Picard, to who absolutely right. would know would that know. information. That's yeah, really good. And point. this brilliant scientist lady would know that he yes. would know that information, so that would not yeah. need to be spoken. They should have found a better way to put that in. It would make writing much more difficult if after every line like that, uh, they had to say, uh, I know. Audience? <laughs> <laughs> question mark, question mark, question mark. Um, but here's my question. Uh, how come this lady doesn't know about it? She worked with Maddox if Maddox made all these things. He, he ran Jim. away. He ran away and did it. Yeah, it's, it's all here in the scene. Okay. It looks fully human. The short answer is no. Well, give me the long answer. It'll still be no. Please, humor me. Jeffy. It's before, isn't it? I found him once so in a car. Like I was driving a car with Worf and Data. Data tried to download the contents of his neural net into B4 just before his death. Almost all of it was lost. Ultimately, B4 wasn't much like Data at all. In fact, no other synth has been. No. And there's the rub. No one has ever been able to redevelop the science used to create Data. Then came Bruce. Maddox. He recruited me out of Starfleet. Despite Data's death, we came so close. Then we got shut down and it crushed him. Where is he now? So he's had 20 years, right? Yeah. Dodge seems like she's like 18, 20. Uh-huh. Huh? There you go. Mm-hmm. Boom. Hit it. I mean, she just got into the day service, too. He disappeared after the ban. I've tried to find him. But. You said despite Data's death, meaning that, that was a small piece of information. Synthetic would have to be made an easy to miss. Seems large. The reality of it, right? Don't well, you feel like we're going to end up in a world where it's fucking Hugh? Hang on. Have you seen Iborg yet? Yes. Okay. Where it's fucking Hugh and Maddox and Lore. Yeah. <laughs> Masterminding this whole thing. And the Romulans are the only one who will fund it. Oh, you think they'll bring Lord back? That would be great. I don't know. Um, I really enjoyed Lord's that. pretty Borg. destroyed, I think. I don't remember. He wasn't destroyed in Iborg. I don't know if he shows up after that. He does. Unification. Not Unification. They uh, disconnect In the season him, six and seven finale. Which was, I think he was disassembled, which I, which I was like, come on. You're not going to fucking destroy this guy? It's... But of course they're not going to. But, but open that drawer. What if that's actually Ooh, that's lore the whole time? And Laura's just they pretending to be it. an idiot. Yeah, because he's tired of humans. Yeah, he's like, I don't know. Yeah, and I meanwhile, things before is up there running things. Yeah, <laughs> as data. <gasps> data. Advanced ones. Yes. If you had Data's neural net, perfecting a flesh and blood host body would be relatively simple. But his neurons died with him. See, now you're coming around to that. No, I've been promising you. Does this mean anything to you? I weirdly asked it for the gr- from the girl. Where did you get that? Also, I have it again. From my tea-drinking companion, the one you said couldn't exist. I really, really wish you'd come here on my day off. Why? You seem like this is everything you wanted in life. It's a symbol for fractal neuronic cloning. Sorry. It's a radical, beautiful idea of Maddox's. His theory was that Data's entire code, even his memories, could be reconstituted from a single positronic neuron. If there is a... So, like, look, 
Data's positronic neurons were fucking blown up near Romulus. Right. In that nebula. Uh So they're, you know, they could be out there making a a fucking army of Data's. Sure. But if they're an army of Data's and they have Data's memories, then they'll be good. Side note. Um... This is the only thing I'll Spoiler say about alert. Data's dead. <laughs> yeah, well, I was just going to say about Nemesis, that's like... Uh, <laughs> and it, this is really an, an impressive part of this the show, both even in referencing uh, you know, uh, Jeffy and uh, other other things like that, which to me was one of the dumbest things <laughs> I'd ever seen, that they have a dumb version of Data. And, uh, and then at the end of Nemesis... Picard, just because this other version of Picard dies, he's like all in shock and he can't do anything to to like Data has to save him. That was the craziest ending I've ever seen. It was also like the transporter blows right when it has to blow, and the only but to me just character. And, and Jordy has the one prototype of the emergency transporter. Well, that's a separate the whole series of separate Those issues. Are- but to me, the to me the the, the Picard, which I agree with, but but to me the the aspect that Picard, after a lifetime of just complete, completely uh, uh, cognizant and on top of every situation, right? But what he was affected by more than anything, I think, was the whole his own mortality. His, no, not his own mortality, but like there, but for the grace of God, go I, kind of a thing. Like he, he was seeing that, and he was like, "Oh my god! If that was, if I had lived that life, it is clear that I would have turned into this." Uh, I feel like that's and a that weird what moment for with. it to have happened. He knew yeah. that he was him the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I see what you're saying. Anyway, my main point is, uh, bravo to this show that they're saying, "Well, it's canon, so we're going to build on it anyway, and build on it in the smartest way possible." I like that, but I don't like. Is that in the Star Trek Final Countdown or Countdown comic to Star Trek 2009? In that comic, Data is the captain of the Enterprise because B4's memories that all worked. Ooh. So they're ignoring that part. But that was that comic was supposed to be canon. That's strange. Um, well, you know how he like starts to remember the song that Data was singing yeah. at the beginning. Yeah, that all sort of started to kick in. Apparently, Data was promoted to captain of the Enterprise, uh-huh. and then whatever. But in the con- you know that is ignored in this, and they're just going by the movies. But which, why and would that's fine? But with the me. comic was created as a precursor to this, wasn't it? Why would they have no, that? No, 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 no. no. This, oh. That comic I'm talking about was the Countdown of Star Trek 2009. Oh, I see. Which okay. has Data, Geordi, Picard, I see. the Romulans, I see. all in there. Okay. Which I always was supposed to be canon. Right. But I guess it's not. Almost canon. Yeah. Out there who is perfect. Check out our show, Almost say. Canon. Then Data, or some part of him, an essence Picard of has a mustache essence, in that. Yes. Would be alive. There would be no way of knowing without examining. Gosh. The girl. Data's daughter. He always wanted a daughter. He had one for a little while, and then she malfunctioned and died. Again, painting of Data's. I believe that they have to reference that. Yes, I suppose you can make them that way. I'm sorry, them? They're created in pairs. Twins. 
twins. And twins. <laughs> Jerry, what are you doing here? I thought I was the only one working today. Sorry, boss. <laughs> and then we end up in Andy's favorite empire. <laughs> Do you like the rock? Um, I thought this was, I mean, you pretty much knew it's Borg-like, but I thought it was a pretty cool reveal at the end. Well, yeah, you know, the Borg, I will say this, the Romulans, uh, the Romulan green aesthetic and the Borg green aesthetic are very, very similar. similar. It's yeah. true. I like and all then, the, and then we have this the fucking, walls with the design and everything are very, you know. Like, I've, by the way, if this Harry uh, Treadway character, good actor, playing Narek. Yeah. Um, Dreamy Romulan? Yeah. I mean... Dromulan? <laughs> but, like, I've never seen someone so clearly being a spy. <laughs> like, in anything ever. Yeah. Like, even Leslie Nielsen's spy heart, he does a better job of being a spy. Well, maybe it's a double... It's a double reversal. Yeah. Okay. So they're setting us up to think That's he's a spy and he's devious. So well, then you're then doing later. A, yeah, and you're doing a bad job of that also. Okay. Right. That's the double-edged sword of spydom. <laughs> you're either you're writing. The, you're either writing a spy yeah. so poorly. Right. That you're telegraphing the fact that he's a double double like meaning like i was saying story wise they're doing the double reversal you're right. saying in the reality he's a terrible spy if he's i'm saying no no i'm saying in the writer's pretend, room yes to write him like this yeah no not not i'm not just blaming the writers here if this if he i'm saying it's misdirection yes but it's so obvious obvious right there's two there's two ways. Right. It's either completely obvious that he's the worst spy ever. Right. Or it's completely obvious that he's such a bad spy that he couldn't possibly be a spy. Right. But does that inherently make it good? I kinda like Do the I take idea. that back now? I think he's a f- Did I, think, I just talk myself into it? If he is playing an idiot bad spy, <laughs> that's pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> With like uh, the smartest thing on the you know well, in the, the galaxy is, is like I feel like Duke already Dodge is doing a couple of things that well, I'm this like is you not know Dodge. I know I understand but she, but they have the same abilities theoretically sure yeah yeah that Dodge even when she's talking to her mother and her mother is like you know makes which is by the way you a, go a go weird gap by those people you got to go see Picard and she she tells the information what people huh what people is it a gaff by by the well, I think it's a it's a gaff by whatever sinister force that's being implied. Disagree. No. Right. I don't think there's but a the real mother and father. I don't think but there's a real it's mother something. and father. That's what I'm saying. Whoever I think is it's actually. Data. Oh, you think it's data? I think I it's all in her program. I don't I think you. that was to send her to Picard. Yeah, that was something I because considered. these Romulan people. Right. So she's not these bad guys. Their she's goal like is looking. Not to, their goal isn't to kill Picard. She's like looking at nothing. All these memories have been implanted. Is my thought. Yeah. Yeah. Interested. Interesting. Because there would be no other reason for us to like. Yeah. I feel like Picard's first stop wouldn't be the Daystrom Institute. It'd be Seattle. Right. To go see this person's parents. Right. Right. But because he's not doing that, that tells me that that all has to be implanted memory. Yeah. 
I don't know how. Maybe she grew up in a fucking... Uh, I don't know. Maybe it's all internal, you know, because she's an android and can process all kinds of things. Images, etc. Yeah. And none of the memories actually happened. Yeah. Or... She was raised in some sort of holodeck and released into the world like a year ago. <laughs> That'd be great. That's a great separate plot, Matt. I've been reading about your work. It's it's fascinating. I feel like I've got so many questions. I'm not a spy, you know. I feel like you're <laughs> well, about it's to weird. ask them. <laughs> That's nice. I'm also going to talk next. about it. Uh, we, all ta- we all talk about it with some one screen. One for me and one for my sister. Can I see it? Twin. Can you take it off? I had a brother, not a twin, but we're really close. We um, Tilly discovered we lost that was a spy. <gasps> Very unexpected. We it, we grew up in uh, the English part of Romulus. You're <laughs> lucky to have her. His death is what drives my quest for vengeance. <gasps> I'm sorry. You spend your day fixing broken people. I'm guessing the last thing you want when you get off work is to listen to another sad story. I feel like this this actor is Guess overplaying again. it a little bit with the constant looks. That's off. why I'm blaming it on everybody. <laughs> I like the design of the middle of the ear earrings, unless that's some kind of tool or crazy device. Yeah, it's a device. That's what I'm saying. Uh, so look at this, right? Your Look at this, Andy, right there, right back there in that main shot. We got we got a bunch of Borg uh, rechargers. Nice. So then we pull out and pull out and pull out and pull out until we end up with a Romulan Borg cube. I don't know. Is that a cloaking device? Remember we discussed how the, Could be an why don't the Borg have cloaking devices? Could be an unfinished Death Star, Matt. Oh, planet killer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is true. We have discussed that. Um... This, well, this seemingly could be... They think they're invincible. That's why they don't use clothes. Right, right, right. But what, what I'm saying to all of us here at home is maybe the Borg were like, Hey, Roman, you cloaking device? And it's also like, I was going to say, it's crazy to not have fucking Janeway in this. But they do. They're going to have Seven of Nine in it. So, okay. Because Janeway's the fucking the Borg, Borg destroyer of all destroyers. Uh-huh. Janeway, man, she was good. She was good. Shall we play the preview for... Oh, you know what? This is fun. I didn't watch it. Oh, really? Yeah. Here we go. I'm going to play the preview, everybody. just like our regular show. Bridge feeling... I was... This is next season on. Or this season on. Okay. Oh, okay. Is that okay? Is that okay to does. play or no? Um. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Only w- That's how everybody's Christopher Pike Medal of Valor ships. Awake <laughs> in all that emptiness. I'd forgotten how much I loved it. I feel like we're spending a little too Dad much time. Came to me for help. That death card. I believe her sister is in serious danger. You're full of secrets. I think everyone's hiding something. I have to go. But you can't do it alone. You need help, you need protection. You need a crew. Agnes Girardi. You're just gonna let Agnes here hitch a ride on your top secret mission? Can we go already? Engage. We face a powerful enemy. It's about to get very hot. What the hell are you doing out here, Picard? 
saving the galaxy. I'm sure she has no idea what she truly is. Very lies upon lies. You are the destroyer! You're in trouble. I'm in over my head. It sounds like you need a new plan. I have a mission. Which means there's not a hell of a chance for somebody to stop me. They warned me you were a speech maker. Oh, really? There you go. Lots happening. Very exciting. I really hope that the uh, the shot of Picard with somebody with a beard on a on what looks like a deathbed is not Riker. That'd be so sad. Oh my goodness, that looks like it might be. No, they wouldn't do that. Come on. No, that's not Frex. That's too curly a hair, right? Too curly a hair. The Riker story. <laughs> um, you know what? Uh, what? What concerns me is that cap- I like concerns. Please voice them. The captain of that ship, the guy who's clearly hired the Han Solo guy. You mean? Reminds me what, of outrageous O'Connor. You mean the? I was just gonna say. You mean the outrageous O'Connor of, yeah. of twenty three eighty? The worst episodes. I love it. Uh, that the the curly hair uh, woman. Yeah. Is his first officer from his admiral days. In the comic book, you see this. Oh, that's nice. I'm letting you know. Okay. Um, uh, so she's a Starfleet officer. Uh-huh. Obviously, the outrageous O'Connor here, he's uh, he's great. So what she's it? his first officer. I'm sorry, forgive my ignorance. What, why does an admiral need a first officer? Picard had a ship. Oh, he had a ship, right? right. Yeah. Okay. The Valiant... Generally speaking, though, admirals just come in and take over other people's ships, right? They don't have their own ships. Only if they address people as their first name. What do you mean? Andrew. I'm not going to call you captain. Oh, you're I'm doing admirals. You I'm, I'm doing what admirals do right. Right. <laughs> in all of Star Trek. Uh, some admirals have ships, yes. Um, we then, saw that we see this all the deal, way through the series. Why was such a big deal about Kirk that when he became an admiral, he sort of gave up his command, and then he at the end they demote or at the next movie they demote him, and then he becomes. Because I feel like admiralty, you know, if you're a if you're not a fleet admiral, yeah, then you're probably sort of sort of stuck at a desk. Okay. But like you know, they had the admiral. Remember the admiral that comes in in the in the Battle of the Binary Stars and flies his ship into the. Yeah, Klingon ship and blows it up. One of that the, guy was an admiral who showed up. The Europa, I believe. One of the greatest uh, uh, moments of an uh, of an of a minor character in Star Trek. Yes, also, but like you know, wasn't that fucking great? In how did you feel? Now that was interesting to talk to you about. This maybe we'll save this. We'll talk go more in depth into it on the Patreon episode of, of you know we're calling it Picard. What are we calling it? Precard. Precard. <laughs> Uh, how'd you feel about the Nemesis space battle, which I think is the best space battle in in, in the Star Treks? It was really great. It was not the one that I was expecting. I think the one that I'm expecting was what, maybe something out of DS9 that I've seen images from. What's the one with, like, a billion ships? Oh, all... sure. That's like the Dominion War. Many a, oh, many okay. A, many a Dominion War battle. Right, okay. Sure. But, so like, expecting. But it's a, yeah, it's a great, very it's a cool, right? really, really like, good battle. With the Enterprise... Yeah. And they had to redesign the Enterprise E 
yeah. for that movie. Yeah. They changed it a little bit so it would have more fucking phaser banks and Real cool. torpedo bays, torpedo launch tubes, etc. Well, we'll get into oh, it on the Patreon. I can't wait. Um, are we done here? Shall I? Uh, oh, I think you should play it. A, play it away. All right. I'm going to. Uh, we're going into the last section here. Um, it's pretty self-explanatory. People get it. All right. Just play it. They know. Inapplicable for a serialized series. Yeah, the NBC only met Mandy. Know who it's gonna be? Will it be Dodge, Riker, Troy, or Doctor? Some of the other characters I don't remember their names. At least until season three. I should have played a different one. Who is the most valuable? Well, there's no crew. That's why I said this is a meaningless thing for the series. Most valuable crew member. So it's most. What do we call it in? I'll in, call in it CU? my most valuable character is the index. The index. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, like if I could give it to an inanimate thing, like the index, it would have to go to the necklace. I mean, you could say. <laughs> Honestly, that's the only thing that tells the audience anything. You could say Dodge saves Picard's life. I mean, technically, she she endangers Picard's life also. All right. Um, Or you could say that, uh, you could say off screen, you could say that that Data's the, the one who sort of puts this all in motion. But we really don't know exactly what the danger or anything is, so it's sort of we don't hard know to anything because we've just opened a bunch of so mystery boxes. In, in retrospect, this is a terrifying thing about serialized television for me, and not in a good way. Mm-hmm. Like, let's harken back to the great sort of serialized television of of twenty five years ago, say The Sopranos. Okay, The Sopranos never started with. Uh, Gandolfini encounters an orphan who is on an island and the whole season will be us answering that question. This style of serialized storytelling drives me crazy. Yeah. It's not like organic like Breaking Bad where it's like here's here's a plot. Right. It's not like where'd this blue meth come from? We have to discover where the blue meth came from. Right. And like who are you? Like I don't need these fucking 800 questions set up in episode one. I just want a coherent story to be told. Now, that being said, Sopranos was a specifically a show that avoided those kinds of things. It which, just had red herrings that went nowhere, but I found that irritating. They didn't... I, not I, I to didn't say that's not they, one I of those brilliant they, shows ever written. I didn't think... didn't feel like, to me, they went nowhere. And to me, it felt like, well, it just... Also, I guess... Well, I mean, what they were trying to say about they were following like, purely character and not which you know how I feel about that. You, I'm on board, like it. I'm yes. on board for some right. character, uh-huh. but like we'll talk about like Game of Thrones, even right? Yeah. You, <laughs> which you've you, never seen, <laughs> but I can talk about it ad nauseum. But like Go you're ahead. not like there are questions like what's over the wall. You know, and what's going to happen when the dragons are fucking unleashed? Like, there are those kinds of questions. But there's never, like, a question of, like, 
the Lannister uh, family uh, has a secret. <laughs> there was stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, but it's not like the first episode is not like, what's this, what's this, what's this, what's this? Find out later. No. It's like, here's the world. Come along. Yes. <laughs> That's the difference. That's true. In this mystery box style of lost J.J. Abrams storytelling. Yes. Kurtzman. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I don't. I don't necessarily need it. Yeah, but as long as they pay it off, I'm that's fine exactly with it. right. Right, which is why I'm saying benefit that's why of the doubt. In the end, I was, benefit of I was the doubt okay this. with Watchmen. This, this, the which, which Lindelof. was Lindelof, which is uh, one of the huge progenitors of the of the mystery box yeah. style of storytelling. But he, speaking I think, of, in almost of, a bitter way, he was like, "All right, I'm going to give you all your answers in season one." Um, and, and he walked away from it too, which I liked. Yeah, I, I find it questionable that he's walked away from it. I think that this is just him getting people off his back so he doesn't have to answer questions. But we'll but see. he already answered the questions. I mean, about coming back for season two and what uh. season two going to be and when are you doing season two? Uh. Same thing as Steven Soderbergh and Quentin Tarantino saying they're they're retiring. Yeah, but they're not. Of course not. <laughs> I just don't want people to ask him about it anyway. Anymore. Back to what I what were we talking? That's why about? I'm telling you, Matt. I'm retiring. Oh no! So don't pester me with your questions, Again. guys, about what my next big project is going to be. I'm awarding the MVC to the necklace. <laughs> um, I'm going to give it. Is there anyone? I guess I got to give it to Dodge. Reasonable. Mainly because she saves the card's like life after putting it in danger. Um. Maddox <laughs> created all those things again I would love it if it's just Bruce Maddox and Hugh and Lore in a room yeah oh Flame and the, and, and a Borg Queen sure the Borg Queen is the worst the Borg Queen is the worst invention in Star Trek the the scariest thing about the Borg was that they were or had no emotionless yeah and then no central consciousness. Right. And then well, they, they were a central consciousness with no leader. And they just turned it into a, a, a mustache-twisting villain. Well, look, Andy, it's time for us to also rate this by... On this show, everyone, we rate it on a scale of 1 to 10 Andes. We sit and watch and then we hang and talk But the podcast isn't over just yet How many Andes does this episode get? Matt? I mean, it's it's hitting a lot of notes for me. Boston. Fan service, sure. That room at the archives was fucking fan service central. Mm-hmm. It'd be funny if that's what it said over the room. But organically felt like it sort of kind of belonged to the story. I, I mean, I would have also just... That could have been done for me if he fucking blew the dust off of a lock at the Chateau Picard. It was very strange that they made that a whole separate yeah, trip. Yeah, and opened it up. Was it only so that he could go somewhere else to have Dodge find him? I guess so. Get him off, get him out of Chateau Picard. Yeah. So it's not all Here's Chateau what I would have done if I was writing this episode. What would you have done, Matt? I would have had him knock on a door. Uh-huh. Beverly Crusher answers. Yeah. He goes. I need to see. I need. I need to. I need. I need to get in my office. 
I think. And she has had his stuff. Yeah. You know, I would love it if they were married and divorced at this point. Oh, that would be genius. Um, I think that they, I think they're parsing out their their appearances of the characters. I know. I want to just throw them but all But, like, if you, do da- if you do Data and Crusher in the first episode, that feels fine to me. Uh-huh. I just would have liked a different place for him to have that stuff in my logic brain. Yeah. Whatever. That's to say that was fan servicey and it worked. I enjoyed it. Uh-huh. Uh, overall, a lot of stuff happening here. I mean, I get, I'm, I'm giving this, on a scale of one to ten Andes, I'm giving it eight Andes. Eight. Andes. Eight. Andes. We're <laughs> <laughs> uh, the worst. Um, I, uh, yeah, I really, first off, obviously, seeing, seeing Patrick Stewart doing Picard again. What are you going to do? Uh, even though for me, no time has passed because I'm just watching it <laughs> month to month. But uh, really satisfying. Um, I think so many smart ways they set up the show from starting with him on Chateau Picard uh, to ending with the board cube. Um, and uh, such great action scenes. Um, they don't, they haven't just got me by the throat yet. In terms, they of haven't hooked you. You're not story. like so concerned with why these two things that are bad are together. No, exactly. But I also like, like that's the the fucking mystery box at the end of this thing is like, why is that bad thing with that bad thing? I will say this, and I don't know if it's just because I didn't. They're bad. I didn't know about um, what's the name of the the novelist that is uh, Kristen Bayer. I didn't know about Kristen Bayer, but that lends credence to my perspective. I did feel like with Michael Chabon, like. Okay, this guy speaking is of novelists. obsessed with Star Trek and has the grounding to build an arc that's going to be incredibly satisfying. So, separate from all the other people involved, and now Kristen Bayer, I feel like I feel like I'm in good hands, and you can feel that all through the show. So, I will also give it an eight, and that was a long Whoa. road to get to the same thing. To agree, yes. Who'd have saw it coming? Um, it's a strong. First oh my episode. god! I can't wait. I hope Keiko's in it. <laughs> the, da- the daughter will be in it. Sure. Yeah. What was her name? Molly. Molly O'Brien. Yeah. Guys, I'm excited. I hope you're excited too. Are we doing the shoutouts? Are we saving it for now? We're week? gonna save it for the wonderful TNG episode of the podcast that'll be coming out. Uh, uh, soon, now Matt, very soon. Are t- we're going to be attempting to try and do this weekly, correct? Andy, yes. you know what our lives are like. I understand. There's no reason to promise anything, uh-huh. but there will be some attempts at trying to get this Picard version of our show, the shorter Picard version of our show, this is an hour and 38 minutes, uh-huh. uh, out uh, on a regular basis. Okay. Because I'm not, I'm not not going to watch it on Thursday when it comes out. So might as well talk about it for an hour. Well, I'd like us to do it. Uh, maybe we'll open up a special, uh, a special um, thread on our Patreon. If for you uh, Picard things, if you have a Picard layer question, just in the subject line to uh, our uh, contact, uh, just write Picard followed by your subject. Or an STTNC 
Well, well, we have. Andy, a, we're we gonna, gonna we're gonna, gonna tell them how to find us right now. All right. Well, anyway, well, I'm, not right now. I mean, we gotta. If you need me, I'm at Secunda or at Andrew. No Secunda one needs on, you, Andy. On Instagram, no and one this needs gentleman me is either. At Matt Myra. Whatever. Uh, let's get out of here. All right, Matt. Follow Star Trek The Next Conversation on social media. You can find them on Instagram and Twitter at Star Trek TNC. On Facebook, search for Star Trek TNC and join the face group. Send comments, questions, prime correctives, and anything else to sttncpod at gmail.com. And if you'd like to leave a voice hail, call 816-TREK-TNC. That's 816-873-5862. For callers outside of the United States, use country code PLUS1. And don't worry, no one answers the phone. It's only for messages. If you've got something to mail to Matt or Andy, send it to Andrew Secunda, P.O. Box 46898, Los Angeles, California, 90046. And please send an email to let them know that something is coming. Finally, to support the podcast and get even more content, visit patreon.com forward slash Star Trek TNC. Be a lieutenant for only $5 per month or join the President Circle for $17.01 per month.